What's up, everyone? This is Philly Pat back on another episode of the Philly Pat Project. I am joined tonight by Brooke, aka the future Miss Philly Pat. Hello. And uh, we're excited to be here. Um, this is episode 20 of season two. Um, we're about halfway through season two now, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of good conversations. Shout out to my buddy Josh on the last episodes. Um, that was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, so uh, tonight we're bringing back improv. Uh, this is one of our unscripted, just go with the flow kind of episodes. We did a couple of those in season one that went really well. So of course we're going to bring it back for season two. Um, just want to give a quick shout out to all the listeners. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And listening, um, that gives us uh, more motivation to just keep going. We enjoy doing it. Um, we'd probably still be doing it, but it is great that we have you guys listening, and we appreciate that. Um, to all the future listeners, I uh, look forward to having you um, as we continue to build the community here at the Philly Pat Project. Um, just want to remind you guys, um, we have a pop-up store um, there's merch that we have started. Um, if you go to printafly.com, look up Philly Pat Project Designs. Uh, we have some mugs, t-shirts, hoodies. We got some stuff started. Um, so hopefully that can grow and go well. And if you're interested, again, that's printafly.com and you can go check it out. Um, and with improv, you know, uh, yeah. You know, we just kind of go go with what's going on. Um, you know, there'll probably be some horror. There'll probably be just some recap of what's been going on. Um, one thing that I think is really funny uh, is what the fuck is going on with the Super Bowl? What is going on with this? I, I, I you know, I, I expect the Kansas City Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is, is doing some pretty great things in his... What is, is year six now, and uh, this is his fourth Super Bowl. So I mean, it's great, you know. And Travis Kelce is great, and uh, you know, it's cool to see a rematch. I mean, the first Super Bowl, you know, Pat and you know the Chiefs won was against the Forty ers We're getting the Chiefs and Forty ers you know, I said if the Eagles didn't do a repeat this year, um, you know, the 49ers probably would be the team of the NFC. And, you know, I did think the Ravens were going to go, but Patrick Mahomes showed that he can win on the road at home. It doesn't really matter, you know, when the stakes are high. But, of course, you know, I have to comment. Everyone's kind of commenting on it. Um, you know, is it going to be an enjoyable Super Bowl to watch or are we just going to get more shots of Taylor Swift? Is kind of how this is, considering that you know Travis, you know, stating her now. What 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 are your thoughts about the Super Bowl? And what are your thoughts about the Super Bowl as far as like the Taylor Swift aspect? Because that's just something that you know uh, everyone's talking about, or more so like also how do you feel about you know the Chiefs being in another one, Andy Reid getting a, a a third shot? Like how do you feel about the games? Like was there surprises? you know, throughout the playoffs that you're like, oh, wow, this is where we're really at, you know? Well, I am not the biggest football, you know, 
person. I'm, I, don't, I don't really know, like, too much about it, so I find it funny that you want to talk about this with me. Yeah, why not? Um, I'm not really... I'm not well-versed in football. Um, I can say I was surprised that the Ravens lost. Um, and, you know, because Andy Reid used to be the, the Eagles coach, I kind of always kind of root for the Chiefs. Um, but, you know, I'm not surprised that they're back. I mean, the 49ers, you were kind of calling that the whole season almost. So I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I'm kind of surprised that you're saying that you're surprised about it because they're both two solid teams. Also, yeah. about Taylor Swift, I mean, I could care less about Taylor Swift. I don't know anything about her. I don't know her music. I can say that I'm sick of seeing her. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, I just it's, think it's a, I, I just think it sucks because, like, it ain't even her fault, you know? It's like the cameras just choose to, like, show her happy and all that. Like, cool, she's dating Travis Kelce, but, like, can we focus on the greatness of Travis Kelce and Patrick Mahomes and what they're doing? Because that's really what it's about in football, right? Like, it's about these great players putting up something that, like, how we talk about Tom Brady, like, We'll be talking about them for sure. Um, what is it, next Sunday? It is next Sunday. And look, you're right. I did call the 49ers. I said the 49ers had the most complete team when healthy. Um, they did have a little bit of struggles against um, the Green, you know, Green Bay, which like was really a shock that Green Bay beat the Cowboys. Um, I, I did think that it was going to be the Eagles beating Tampa Bay and then the Eagles losing to the 49ers. Um, I did expect the Detroit Lions to beat the Cowboys, but Detroit ended up beating Tampa Bay. So as far as the two teams, you know, who, who were playing it out, I did not expect after Detroit was up, 24-7 or whatever it was at half to come to go to the store come back and see we have the 49ers kicking the go-ahead field goal where they just kind of built off that and won I was not expecting that um and I and I was kind of rooting for Detroit at that point because with the Eagles out Detroit like never been to a it, it was a really good feel good story however the 49ers you know credit to them they came back in the second half and and for Brock Purdy like you know he's kind of like Tom Brady in the sense that he was drafted so so late in the draft that like you don't expect a, someone he's in a Super Bowl now you know as far as um so that was great for him to come back and show like he he can play at this level um and he can you know come from behind um but I did I did think the the 49ers were going to go my surprise with the Chiefs going is not that it's the Chiefs like because I mean every year the Chiefs are like a fucking threat like they're really talented um I was just surprised that they were the road team doing it. Because after beating Miami, they had to beat Buffalo and Buffalo, and they had to beat Baltimore and Baltimore. And that is really hard to do. But now we're having this conversation that, okay, well, 
Patrick Mahomes won his Super Bowls because he was at home throughout the playoffs to get there. Um, and then he just knew what to do at the big stage because he's experienced. He now has done the exact opposite and has won on the road to get here. Um, and here he is in his fourth Super Bowl. He's 2-1 and one so far, and this is his first six years. Championship or Super Bowl opportunities every single year. So that speaks to the greatness of a player he is. Um, but, yeah, you know, not, not against Taylor Swift per se, but, like, the cameras probably should, like, stop focusing on her because uh, it does take away, in my opinion, what, what the Chiefs are accomplishing. However, we have had a mixed bunch of calls as far as who we thought was going to win what game and how. Oh, yeah, we were uh, off. I thought the Eagles would have at least won one that didn't happen, but I wasn't surprised considering how they were doing. I did not expect the Cowboys, as much as I hate them, to get blown out by Green Bay. Um, everything else kind of shaked out pretty similar. I just thought the Ravens and 49ers were going to be in it. So being as though the, the Ravens, who put up an egg um, against a team who was experienced and said, you know, we're, we're champs for a reason... Who are you calling? Oh, man. I don't know, honestly. It could, I don't know. It's hard for me to say. It really is. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I, I couldn't call it. Chiefs. You think the Chiefs? Absolutely. I think there's plenty of factors on why the Chiefs are going to win again. One, it's the Super Bowl and there's no home field advantage, so we don't have that factor in it. Uh, when I look at when I look at it across the board, uh, quarterback comparisons, Mahomes is light years ahead of what Brock Purdy may or may not accomplish. Um, defensively, the Kansas City Chiefs do have the second best defense, so they're a little bit better on defense statistically than the Forty Niners. Um, but they're pretty; they're both top five. But Chiefs had that advantage. The coordinator. Um, Steven Spagnoli, the dude puts up fucking game plans that are that are, it's insane. He beat Tom Brady as the New York Giants coordinator. Like he was a part of that. Like he was one of the coaching on the defensive side when they were undefeated and 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 the Giants upset him and you know the biggest upset in in sports history. Right, like he is a great coordinator and I expect him to put a defensive plan. Uh, he did it to Baltimore. He's gonna do it. He's gonna he's gonna limit what Brock Purdy can do. What George Kittle is gonna do. He's gonna be able to like know how to disguise his blitzes. He knows how to bring the pressure. He knows how to uh, make them one dimensional. He's gonna stop the run, and that's gonna take away a lot of what Kyle Shanahan likes to do. I also look at the two head coaches. Kyle Shanahan's a great, great coach, and he's always got the 49ers in a championship or the Super Bowl the last couple of years. He definitely knows how to get to the stage. Um, until proven otherwise, Andy Reid is one of, if not the greatest, offensive mind who's ever played the game. I mean, even though the Eagles never won a Super Bowl, how many championships and opportunities did he put us in? And look what he's doing with the Chiefs, right? So I look at that and I say um, he's been here three times. He's won two of them. Um, well, he's been he's been here 
five times he's lost to, if you count the Eagles when he lost for us. But, yeah, he's been here. He knows what to do. And um, I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I find that every time people keep betting against him and saying he's not going to be able to do it, he just comes out and says, that's cool. Uh, watch what I do. I, Until proven otherwise, i got to go with the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's what I mean. I could. I. I don't know any of that information. So. <laughs> I mean, my. You know as would... much as you know as much as what when I put it on and explain it to you. Exactly. Right. So I mean, I can follow football. I mean, I know like the basics, but I don't know all about the players and all that kind of shit. It's a. Pre- it's a pretty actually. Actually, it, it, it's pretty evenly matched. Um. I mean, the 49ers should have beat them the first time, and then they just, you know, Patrick Mahomes started this evolution since then of, like, this is what I'm going to do. But, uh, no, I I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's just one of those things. Um, I found it hilarious uh, that uh, Travis and Jason, who do a podcast, a great podcast, but they were talking about, like, congratulations to Taylor Swift because uh, she made it – to her first Super Bowl in her rookie year, being a part of the Chiefs' kingdom. And Jason was, like, you know, really supportive of that. Obviously, his brother is going to support him. So, I mean, I thought it was funny. But, uh, yeah. Who's playing the halftime show or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I can watch it because, again, I don't want to watch just snapshots of Taylor's reaction. I, I really just want to focus on the game. Do I don't get it? Oh, yeah, we'll be able to watch it. It's on Paramount Plus, so we'll be able to stream it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Usher. Usher. I can dig that. I can get behind Usher. I can get behind that. But, anyway, enough of that. Like I said, you know, good luck to the Chiefs. Good luck to the 49ers. Good luck to everyone involved. Um, Congrats to Trav and Kel and all that, you know, uh, or, yeah, Congrats to, to, to Taylor and Travis and all that stuff. Every storyline going in, but, uh, you know, hopefully it's a great game focused on the game. Um, as far as horror, right? <laughs> as far as horror, like, like moving along to more important things in, in the lives of us. Um, how are we feeling about horror? What have we seen recently? Founders Day. Uh, we saw We saw Founders Day. We did. We did. Um, wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. No. I mean, if you go in with it knowing that it's not supposed to be, like, super serious. So, I was like, really I was really surprised. I know you've seen a good part of the franchise. I was really surprised you've never seen The Evil Dead 2 until we just watched it. I was watching it with Josh. Um, that's my comparison to Founders Day. It was like... I don't see the comparison at all. I'm going to give you the comparison. Okay. All right. So it's not the same, like, yes, the Evil Dead is all about possession and spirits and demons and all of that. Yes, it's different than the slasher concept, but look at the acting of Evil Dead 2 and look at the acting of Founder's Dead. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be spooky like that. Yeah, sure. Satire. Yeah. It's in the description. This is satire. So... Knowing that I'm not going to get the best acting and there was like really not too many famous actors and actresses in that the movie. Dad or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Awful. Right. But I'm saying like there wasn't really a lot of that. But overall, the concept was like 
very scream-like. It was very motivated in something that's, like, reasonable. Um, I thought it was also a hilarious take on politics. And that's kind of what it was going for. Um, I had a good time watching it. It was a feel-good laugh movie that I could laugh at. And watch and be like, this is retarded but so entertaining. Is how I felt watching it. I, uh... Yeah, no, I would definitely watch it again. Yes. Um, see, like, movie, other movies that we've seen, like Night Swim, awful. Oh, that watch was, it again. That was so bad. That was um, so bad. But it bad. took itself too seriously. It did. Like, if that was supposed to be a hokey, like, stupid movie, then maybe. Market it. But yeah, yeah, but it was, like, way too... It was awful. And <laughs> the other one that we saw, the Christmas whatever, the knife. A Wonderful Knife. A Wonderful Knife. Never watched that again. Nope. It wasn't, like... Again, no, I, it was incomparable like to Founder's Day. Yes. But it wasn't as fun. No. Yeah, I think... Look. Founder's Day was good because you still had the mystery of, you know, it, who is the killer. And then you get one of the killers halfway through the movie. And then you get, you know, uh, 45 more minutes of, like, more killers and more evolution. Wonderful Knife, it was the killer in both scenarios and both timelines not many deviations from from anything to surprise you and it meant it meant to be feel good but it focused too more on the feel good and not like the slasher part Mm -hmm. and i agree it's a wonderful knife it's not one that i i probably would watch again but it was still kind of like so bad it's good just because I like Justin Long, I'm like, eh, this is bad, but like, I'm going to see it through. It, it, it falls in there a little I bit. I mean, his, his character was, you know. Horrible. Yeah. I mean, it was not, yeah. I mean, it was just not a very well done movie. No. It was very sloppy and like, it was just a put, wasn't put together very well. But again, they didn't market it right because if they would have did, like for example, like people probably had high expectations that Founders Day is supposed to be the next, you know, fucking scream or something. Um, so they go in, they don't get that and they, they find it to be horrible. However, I find that A Wonderful Knife marketed it as a slasher and not a satire or anything hokey or anything like that. So when I went in expecting that, I was disappointed because it was not marketed correctly. Um, I agree with Night Swim. It's like, you want to be serious? I don't even give a shit about these people. At this, like, there was no nothing I could grab on in the plot. It was, it was, and and you know what? Bloomhouse is doing a lot of that, and Bloomhouse shouldn't be doing that because you know the producers like James Wan you got big names Bloomhouse did well in its early production years especially like I thought the first Sinister was great like there was some movies they've done and yeah it's just like if I see Bloomhouse behind that I'm concerned now yeah it's scary I mean I kind of got that way with A24 too I mean some of their movies I'm just I, I don't understand where they yeah. What they were thinking. Yeah. So it's just hit or miss, really. Yeah, they become more hit or miss and more miss. Um, but yeah, so we got that. Um, we're we're starting, right? Okay, so it, it it's probably been mentioned, but Mike Flanagan, right? Like, I, I find that Midnight Mass, I've mentioned, and uh, A Haunting on Hill House so far, um, 
are, are two of the best adaptions in miniseries ever. We've talked about that. Um, we're about halfway through this fall of the House of Usher. And are we going to get anywhere? <laughs> I really hope that we do. Because I don't care. Look, and maybe it's intended to be this way, but everyone is horrible and deserving of everything that's happened to them. It's like their seven deadly sins are, are, are like catching up to them and they all fucking deserve it. So I definitely don't care about the characters because I'm like, I don't feel bad. There's no emotional attachment. Um, I also think that some of the dialogue is like, it was trying too hard. Like what are some of the things coming out of the mouths of these characters? The dialogue is, is 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 not enjoyable. Try to do horror for what? Like, what do you mean, like, to do what? What do you mean? Like, is it try, is trying too hard to like, do Like, with what? the dialogue. Like, like, when you have Midnight Mass, like, the dialogue is supposed to be intellectual because it's telling a very intellectual concept. It, it's very... The dialogue was fucking beautiful, right? And in a house on Haunting, uh, haunting on Hill House... The dialogue was a balance of a family talking to each other like they would a family, right? Like words that I would say to you, right? Nah. Follow the House of Usher has weird dialogues, like monologues that I'm just sitting there like... Like uh, in this last episode, uh, uh, his, his wife, whatever her character's name is in this particular series. Um, Camille, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. That monologue she's doing where she's sitting there talking about the PR and everything and how, like, she's supposed to be, uh, like, she's supposed to, like, save their face and all that. Like, some of the dialogue or, like, when they were sitting there with her brother on the couch and they're doing the drugs and she's just saying shit that, like, dumb people say when they're high. Yeah. Like, but I don't even think anyone I know in real life I would say some of the shit coming out of their mouth like it was too intellectual at a point where it just didn't make sense to be saying these things it had no relevance just trying too hard yes yes I mean that's fair I mean I'm not the biggest fan of it either I definitely think his other shows that I've watched have been far superior um which is weird to me because when I because I wanted to see this so badly because yes. everyone kept telling me how good yes. it was. And um, so I don't know yeah. if I'm just like missing something or I don't know. I just don't appreciate it as much as other people have, um, yeah. it seems. Well, first of all, some people think everything, everywhere, all at once is a masterpiece. And I feel completely indifferent about that. So, Indifferent you know, or different? I, I feel differently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that movie, I, in my personal opinion, opinion was uh, too much. hated that movie. Mm-hmm. So now what we have is, yeah, I mean, the show to me, it, it's just one of those things where, like, it's not hitting right. And, and I was very excited, too, because I've read a lot of Edgar Allan Poe's short stories. And I see some of the parallels, but I'm like, that's not how I would think it would be de- like depicted and just de- like how that would come on screen i i, I want a little bit more out of that um because well, i see to- the parallels like i i'm like okay i see where i get the edgar Allan poe references you know what i mean like i get all that but 
I just don't think that it's adding right because basically what I've got is all of them have to die because of a deal with the devil. Like that's essentially what it is. A deal with a devil, I'm here to collect and your family's got to die because it's part of the deal. And that's fine, but is, is that all I'm watching and it's just how they all died? Like are, are they going to be creative deaths, I guess? Like that's what I'm going for because I don't know what the end is supposed to be. I, it's... I don't know what the end conclusion could be from that other than they're all going to die. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's hard to care about the characters because we don't know much about their backstory, but some of the episodes do get into their backstories a little bit, which is kind of interesting. Like, most, some of the kids didn't even know that this guy was their dad, um... Until they were like you know adults, yeah, like almost adults. We're discovering that, yeah. So maybe if I like could know a little bit more about the characters, more character development, like not just like these spoiled, you know, brats who like do stupid shit, yeah, like because they're from a family that where they can get away with stuff like that. Absolutely. Again, you know, I'm not saying. I mean, it's Mike Flanagan, so like the. Like, Midnight Mass even had some slow burn moments. I appreciated it all, but it was definitely slower. And it's taken a similar approach in that in that way. But, you know, you're right. You're not getting a lot about the other characters. It just seems they have to die because they just were born to the wrong father who had already made this deal with the devil. And the sister just seems like an asshole. The and sister the dad is the... just seemed like a pussy. So. Yeah, it just seems to me that the sister has manipulated everything. You know, and that she gets what she wants because you can kind of see in the last episode that the wife is like, well, you're, you're, you're still, there's still some positivity to this and you can support your family. And obviously they have to divorce because separate mothers and stuff that we're finding out, right? But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it hasn't made complete sense to me yet on where they're well, I mean, going but with. yeah i think that it might be able to like put some shit together and then maybe we might be like oh my god it was the best one yet yeah i don't know man midnight mass is like really hard to compete with i mean that is just everything i could want and more so i don't know that's gonna be really fucking hard and most critics don't think that midnight mass is vastly superior to this so i don't know but you could yeah, be right yeah. You I could mean, be right. But I want to continue watching it because oh, it is for interesting sure. enough, I think. Yeah, no, I want to see Bly Manor still, and I want to see uh, The Midnight Club. And I do know going into Midnight Club, the reason why it got bad rap is not because of the show itself, but because it was set up for a season two it never got. So it left people wanting a little bit more. Kind, I, I'm, I'm guessing, but it was intended to be more than a season, and because of that, it obviously isn't going to have its resolution. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as that, you know, um, still looking forward to Abigail. That's gonna be fucking dope. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I am excited about that and the Strangers, and I know that uh, it's gonna be a remake, requel. Uh, it's gonna be. Uh, a remake of the first one with two separate chapters after uh, fleshing this out Um, I am excited to get back into that world because the sequel sucked so skipping that completely is cool with me Um, 
But I'm also concerned uh, because the director is hit or miss. And I'm also concerned because they did that with Halloween. And again, we know that the first one is the only one people might like. I liked it. You didn't. But a lot of people liked that one. And then we saw what happened with the other two. So it doesn't always work out that way. So you hope that they could do well with it. Um, There's also a movie coming out next week um, Into the Darkness Uh and uh, I can't wait to see it it's a foreign film it's uh, these people back like 45,000 years before Christ and um, they're settling on a land and I think they stumble across like some Barney Flintstone cannibal type people who are just like nah yeah, like there's a lot... Out of darkness? Out of darkness, sorry, yes. Out of darkness. Um, yeah, it, 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 that's the vibe I'm getting from it. Because like there's certain movies like It Comes at Night that like marketed at like I'm looking for this monster that doesn't show up. It's really a human monster and just how people handle viruses and pandemics. And I didn't like that movie as much. Um, but I also had expectations so kind of from watching the trailer it seems like these people are dealing with an evil presence but i believe the evil presence is more of like them being shitty people as early settlers on top of like taking over someone's land you know and kind of like how history has shown that like people take over land and hurt the people who were already there but what if the people who are already there are like no you're not coming here and doing this and like cannibalism and shit you'd have to do back in the day to survive to like get food and shit like that's it's a 2022 movie it was made in 2022 it's being released now um and it's like a made-up language but it's subtitled um i mean yeah it looks like it's only playing at regal which sucks yes uh (laughs) yes that is that is yeah me and josh discovered that um but that looks really really cool man i mean horror has like a hit or miss feel this year but there are some gems that I'm looking forward to. That um, um, Frankenstein or whatever movie comes out this week too. Oh yeah, is that the one where the girl like resurrects the dude and they go on like a Bonnie and Clyde killing yeah. spree? Yeah, I'm for that though. I'll see it. Yeah. I'll see the it. It seems like it. it has like an '80s vibe. Which yeah. I like. What else do we got on the oh list? My God. Yeah. What else? Oh, Nosferatu, um, the remake. The original is one of the best silent... I mean, it's old, it's black and white, and it's silent. There's no words, and it's a masterpiece. Um, You'll probably have to see it if you haven't already. Uh, Yeah. This should be interesting. I do want to see what The Quiet Place does. I... I just am not really a big fan of those. Oh, know? it's not my favorite thing in the world, but it's definitely something that... Uh, Terrifier 3, I can't wait to see that because I know it's going to be ridiculous. It's just getting so over the top, those movies. Terrifier? Yeah. That's the point. But I can get behind it because I know what that's what I'm supposed to be getting. Um, ah, there's other stuff that'll be announced. What's this new one, Tarot? I want to I wanna know what that is. What Tar- is it? Tarot. It's like... Supernatural. Supernatural. Eh, that could be hit or miss. Eh, probably not for me. It doesn't... Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. They listen. Oh. Bloomhouse. Hmm. 
Should be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, well, in horror news, right? That's where we're at. Um, shows. Got a lot of shows. We know this, though. How do you, how'd you feel about uh, checking out Greenville again? Again? Yeah. We didn't, uh, well, we never went to a show there. No, but... we didn't go to a show there, but we've been there. It was cool to be back there. Yeah, I mean, it was a cool show. I mean, it was, what, it was, I don't know, it was way more, uh... Fun than expected? Yeah, I guess fun's the right word. I don't know. I wasn't expecting people to, like, mosh and shit. Because uh, it was like, I don't know, it was in such a tiny little, like, cafe. Yeah. So that was interesting, but it was, it was cool. Furnace Fest has eight people on their list now. Bands? Not people. Whatever. Bands. Yeah, sorry. Um, I mean, I'm not even going to really, like... Because I, I doubt we're going to be able to go to Furnace Fest. For multiple reasons. True. But... I mean, they have Under Oath, they have Unearth, they have Snapcase, they have Evergreen Terrence, they have um, uh, Shia Lude, um, Poison the Well. Again, these are, for me, like, these are all bands that I've seen, like, multiple times. You haven't seen Snapcase, though. I haven't seen Snapcase. I've seen all the other bands at Furnace Fest, and now... Yeah, Snap, Snapcase and Shia Lude's the only bands I haven't been able to see. And it, well, and Evergreen Terrence. Terrace. Um, Terrace, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple in there. I figure the lineup's going to be pretty similar to stuff that I've seen over the last two years, though. And even though they're saying it's the last show, um, that was their four-year plan when they resurrected it after... Uh, coming back from COVID. So it doesn't technically mean it'd be the last one. It just might be the last one on this scale. Like they still might find ways to do different things because they also promote and present a lot of different shows throughout the country anyway. Yeah, I mean, so, I just I mean, kind of... I want to see who's playing This Is Hardcore. I mean... Yeah, that announced that that lineup hasn't been announced. But I w- that's one that's more feasible to get to. Yeah, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. In Philly, which is, you know, Hometown. where we're from anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just makes it easier. But also, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, just, I mean, Furnace Fest was awesome and it was a lot of fun, but it's, like, also, like, a lot of work when you're in your 30s and, like, have kids, you know? Yeah. It's just. True. You know, harder. It's it's yeah. it's harder. I mean, if I were in my twenties and like single, like whatever you that want. would be yeah. different. But that is true. That you know, is true. I'm an old lady now, and like I like to be in bed by ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we left early most nights because, I mean, I was also six months pregnant when we went. But that is true. Yes. I was so tired and like, you know, ready for bed. Yeah. You look like you're ready for bed. I now. am. Yeah. Well, my allergies are also fucking me up because the cats. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know. I look. The one thing I'm probably looking forward to most is just like being paused or done with math. Oh my god. Uh, 
Math is the reason why I haven't done a podcast episode in two weeks. It's so much going on with this class that it's ridiculous. I hope future generations of math students don't have to endure the learning structure and the way in which they're teaching math today because it is so complicated. It, it's, it's, it's quite a headache, you know. But I am looking forward to this year. I am looking forward to this year because I always think any setback is a way to learn and come back come back and, and overcome it. And I have a positive outlook on this regardless, right? Like I get frustrated in the moment because like, you know, I have a drive to learn and everything. And, you know, I hate, I hate when I'm stuck on something, but I do believe regardless if I retake it or not, we're going to be okay. I am excited though. I have, uh, in talking about, uh, like like my mental health and everything and and just kind of how like we've talked about before like things we do for our mental health. I am grateful that the next couple months have lined me up to where I don't have to work my second job anymore. I can just work my normal, you know, 9 to 5 job um you know, per se the 9 to 5 or um and have opportunity with the family and you know, um, skate season is getting ready to pick up um, since the indoor park is closed and I have to rely on the weather and everything. I'm looking very forward to getting back into skating. I think that that's going to be like just so positive for me. I also think it's going to be great and positive for Nathan to, you know, get back on a board with me. I know he's always looking forward to it. And also, I think it just, you know, we have a lot of fun. Because now the baby likes to get out, so like, you know, um, we can all go, and the baby can have fun and enjoy and see things. He He's more at that age of liking to explore and see new things, and then, you know, um, the way it's filmed and like showing the baby how it all goes, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Nathan's getting really good at like the way he is doing videos and you know I've talked to him about art and shooting skate videos and like different things and watching skateboard videos with him so I'm just really excited about that you know um but that's something I'm excited about what are you excited about what do you got planned that you're looking forward to 2024 yeah besides shows and horror movies and stuff like like you're skating. What's your skating? Like, what's the thing you're looking forward to? I mean, to? honestly, like, I'm just excited that I've started a new book. Um, yeah, which one is that now? Well, the American I'm, I'm, Psycho? Yeah, I'm reading American Psycho. I, uh, you I never mean, read I it? Don't, no, I've seen the movie, obviously, but I've never yeah. read it. Um, oh, wow. I, uh, I was reading Stephen King books solely for, like, fucking years, and, um... I just decided to branch out because it was on sale, so... Nice. Um, so I'm starting to read that, which is awesome because I haven't been able to read, really, since before the baby was born. That is true. Um, so, I mean, I'm not able to read a lot, but, you know, when I can, it's like, that's my hobby is reading. Uh, but I haven't really been able to do it in the past year, so that's really shitty. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to take it a day at a time at this point like right now work's slow and I'm just trying to spend as much time as I can with the baby and like getting his needs met 
Um, you know, I take him to different activities during the week. I'm going to start taking him to the library because they do, like, baby reading time. Nice. And stuff like that. Nice. So, you know, that's just my year, and you know, trying to get back into therapy. And I would love to get back in my field, but it just doesn't seem feasible right now. I mean, I'm, you know, I have to work second shift. And yeah. I'm not going to, I really like, to get back into my field being second shift, it's like really the only thing optional is like being a behavioral health tech. And yeah. I really don't want to do that. That's um, yeah. not, not what I'm you know, not what I'm about. I'm not, I'm not like a fucking babysitter for yeah. people. Yeah. Um, not that I'm like putting down, like if that's your job, that's great. But like for me, I can't, I, it's not my thing. Um, so yeah, I, uh, just trying to take it one day at a time and like just remaining grateful and you know, that's, that's really what I'm doing right now. I can't really think too far ahead. I don't, I don't really have much to plan for other than you know simple things like shows and you know traveling stuff like that nice yeah I mean that uh that sounds about right um I'm looking forward to I've just been observing Kalen's like when he was in the crib like he's just making the funniest faces like playing with his toys like like well, he's it, a, he's becoming he's, way more aware of his surroundings. Oh, absolutely! Like, like just alive. the noises he makes. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that, man. Like, I feel really good about making that availability for myself, and you know, um, I'm just looking forward to that. You know, shows are kind of like I know what I have to look forward to and go, and that'll be great. And movies are always a cool experience so you know that that'll be fun and and all that cool stuff and you know skating is like what i live for so that's that's always fun but i i'm looking forward to what the baby's got going on you know um and how like it was cool to go to the little gym with him yeah and just see what he's doing and how he's learning and you know, um, I'd like to be able to do more. It's going to take a little more time. I do think with my availability open now with my schedule that maybe I'll get him to uh, let you go a little bit because he is just attached at the hip with you. Um, and that makes it a little challenging. Um, but, you know. He is uh, definitely a mama's boy. Yeah, that's why I got him the mama's boy onesie with Jason because he like like when I grab me I don't know if he wants to kill me or defend you I don't know like I'll come over and try to give a group hug and he'll push away like get away from me and mommy like it's just you know he is definitely the pure definition of that um but I am looking forward to that I also too like graphic novels are my thing and as far as you know reading um the John Wayne books that I have are are a treat um, that's, you know, some great horror, uh, novels that I love reading that I, with the ones I have read. And I have a lot of great graphic novels that I just like looking cause I do have, you know, again, regardless of how I have to approach math, whether, you know, I retake it or not or whatever it's going to be. Um, the rest of my classes are all catered to like the art need and, uh, you know, that side of my, my, 
you know, my degree. And uh, I look forward to the different creative ideas. I mean, I think this last year, there were so many cool creative things I got to do that were even better than the year before. So I think it's going to be really awesome to see what more I can accomplish. And, you know, um, the one job I do have is printing all a bunch of cool labels and like seeing that process. So I, I do get that. So I look forward to seeing how that goes. Um, you know, we'll see. I also look forward to like visiting Greenville more because Greenville has become like a, you know, a possibility for us. A so, maybe. A maybe, yeah. So anything to get out of Asheville at this point, you know? Yeah, um, I, can, it, I can agree with that. I think it's just, and it's not because like we have like a few good, close, cool friends here and everything, but you know, like you said, you know, we have kids and stuff and you know, it's cool that I could take off from a second job now, but I don't see, I'm sure at some point I'll pick up extra hours in some way, shape or form. So like being able to really have the balance that we want for the kids while also meeting just basic needs, you know, is not as easy in Asheville. And unless those prices drop, which I don't see. I mean, I don't know. I saw in the news that inflation was supposed to ease up this year. I don't know how accurate that is, but statistically, we shall see. It's statistically because they look at the fact that they've created, like... I don't know, 300,000 other jobs or, or three, whatever whatever it was. They created a lot, uh, like 300,000 more jobs in the country. So they're saying that we're b- building a job market that gives people opportunities. I think the one factor they don't have is like inflation might be easing up, but there's still going to be areas like New York City is still going to be expensive, regardless of the way you look at it or... You know, ask well, I am not moving to New York anytime no. soon. So. Yeah, I know that. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm sure it might be overall. I'm just like, the grocery store needs to fucking calm down. That's the biggest bill. Oh, my God, food. Like, I can't go there without spending $50. And, like, that's on, like, three items. It's this. Like, I, mean, I go there to buy, like, simple shit. And it's so fucking expensive. And you, like, fuck buying anything that's, like, remotely healthy. Or you're, you know, because yeah. that adds like $10 per fucking item. <laughs> it really does. Um, yeah, so, yes, I look forward to seeing Greenville because they have an affordable area. Um, I also look forward to Charlotte because that's more catered to the city urges and, and style of living that we enjoy. So I look forward to like game planning. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I also, like, would like to look into more, like, you know, other, like, whether it be, like, side projects or, like, you know, possible, like, career moves, anything like that, that, like, I might be able to get into. I think we should get a vote by the by the listeners. Um, maybe that's going to help. But, you know, when it comes to side projects, I really think this would be good for you. Um, so... You like creativity, and you get on the podcast, and you generally have a good time, and you love photos, and you've recently have had, at least for the next couple of weeks, you're going to have a lot of free time, and you did just get a camera for Christmas uh, sent to you. I think taking some photos and just seeing what you can do with that, whether it be creative writing or just taking great photos and like trying to sell them. I mean, that's kind of why I did the pop-up shop with the podcast. Like, 
whether it comes of anything or not, it's something that I can do. And as I learn the curves of that, I'll figure out where it's, you know, might be able to bring a passive income in and everything. But I think that that's something that you should do while you're navigating what second shift opportunities could be available in your field or to get you through until we get to an area where we both can work first shift or you know whatever that allows you you know what you're looking for out of out of your degree that's what i think i think the viewer should fucking comment on that because how were, are they gonna comment i don't know <laughs> Telepathically? Telepathically. I think I have a poll thing that's connected that if I ever wanted to do live questionnaire, I could actually do it on the podcast. I just haven't. I mean, well, you have to give me my camera back because you have it in your damn book bag. Do I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you I... take everything from me. No. Fuck, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. No, I think I just put it in there to keep them together. I think that's, yeah. Anyway, um, Sure. Fine, why not? I'll give it back to you, so to speak. And let's see. Are you going to be able to do it or is the baby going to cry? Well, I can't do it while I'm holding the baby, obviously. Well, when are you going to do it? Because that baby is always trying to be held by you. I guess when I'm out, dingus. Oh, man. You get you get the point of what I'm saying. Baby's attached to you by the head. feels impossible that you could do anything. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, art and uh, horror and sports. That's pretty much what we got for you on the improv. Horror, sports, and art. Yeah. Um, well, with that being said, um, the only other thing I got to say is... Uh, the Flyers are picking back up later this week, and we shall see since Carter Hart's departure uh, until we know what's going on with that. The Flyers are hitting a little bit of a tough stretch, and uh, you can only hope that they could stay in playoff contention. The Sixers had a dominant year so far by Embiid, but he's got an injury, so depending on the nature of that, We'll see how uh, that plays out. The Phillies are getting ready to start up, and the Eagles are trying to prepare for next season. So if I predict this accurately, there's going to be more cycles of Philly disappointment in sports. They're going to bring me up to here and drop me down here in the hopes that they reach a promised land in one of the four fucking sports teams that they have. That should be fun. Um no, but go Philly sports, man, always. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much the state of what's going on with that. Um, anything else you're looking forward to? I think we touched on everything. I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm trying to keep it one day at a time. And I'm not trying to get too crazy. One day at a time, not trying to get too crazy. Well, you heard it from Brooke. Uh, she's the... Uh, She's the better half when it comes to that. Me, I'm thinking about six things that are happening six months from now. Um, but I guess, you know, balance. 
I guess that's just pretty much how that goes. Well, anyway, um, improv's always a lot of fun. You never know where it's going to go. Uh, it was always, it's always fun to bring it up in the conversation just to bring some spontaneous conversations for us to have. You never know what's going to be said. You never know what you might laugh at. You never know uh, what you might end up talking about, but that's why we do it. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, you know you're going to get more horror at some point. And, uh, you know, as the skate season um, starts up and as I get some sessions in and some videos and some clips and stuff, be able to talk about, you know, skateboarding in 2024 and what that's going to look like, maybe some new tricks that I'm able to uh, work on. I had some cool stuff that I was working That's the great thing about skateboarding is that there's always – tricks that you can pick back up or tricks you're going to involve uh and you know just to get better and there was definitely some things at the end of last season uh last uh season for me you know that I was able to look forward to bringing into this year so I look forward to accomplishing a few things and getting some good clips um hooking up with the homies um shout out to AK Raw uh, we got a couple sessions lined up, and we've been talking about, you know, 2024 skate season. We're looking forward to it. Uh, look forward to bringing him later in uh, the season. Um, hoping to get him later in the season. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, uh, Josh will be back. Brooke will be back. Um Brooke is going to later in the season uh, have her directorial debut. Do you have any insight to what that might look like? Uh, what you might want to do as far as your first held episode that's run by you? You have an idea? Anything you want to let them know? Taking it one day at a time. I think the uh, episode's going to be called One Day at a Time. At least we know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, she's going to be able to... She has some ideas and stuff, and I'm sure uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we also are definitely going to have more improv um, that's going to evolve as the year goes on. And, uh, you know, can't wait for the uh, finale and what we have in store for season three. Um, a lot of fun stuff, but as Brooke says, we're going to keep it one day at a time. And, uh, you know, um, we're going to keep it simple, right? So with that being said, a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. Uh, just in case you missed it in the beginning of the episode, um, if you want to check out some of that merch, just go to printafly.com. Uh, Philly Pat Project Designs. Um, you'll see some stuff on there and uh, maybe some new stuff later in the year. Um, but you can always check that out. And uh, yeah, if you have anything that you want to add or comment or anything, I do believe uh, there's some options in some of the distribution where uh, the episodes end up popping up and, you know... Um, Look forward to evolving the podcast. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, a lot of good stuff coming ahead. So with that being said, this is Philly Pat signing off. See you. See you.